Hello and welcome, lovely listeners, to the Happily Ever Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Dodaro, and I'm thrilled to have you with me today. Whether you're a first-time investor, a seasoned pro, or somewhere in between, you're in the right place. So buckle up and let's dive into the fascinating world of real estate. And today we are taking a deep dive into the world of real estate, exploring various property types, guiding you through on how to make the right choice for your investments. Let's dive into a topic that's been buzzing around the real estate world. Over the last few years, there's been a surge of self-proclaimed experts and entrepreneurs offering an easy, quick fix solutions tailored to the first time investors. Why? Because they're the easiest. They don't have experience. They don't have a investment property that they've uh, suffered with, or they don't have a, an investment property that they've made money with to have a frame of reference. So they're total newbies. They are the ideal demographic for you know these predators to sell them something. Now, it's always great to seek advice, but the intricate world of real estate, it's vital to separate the wheat from the chaff. What's become apparent, especially in the recent market shifts, is that many of these supposed experts are now seeking additional income streams to sustain themselves. True story. I was at Starbucks last week and the barista serving me coffee was a real estate agent that I had done a deal with a year prior. So we got to talking and, and she recognized me and she was, you know, I recognized her. And so we started, we ended up asking her, how did you end up um, here? You know, I mean, you're, you're a real estate agent, right? And she said to me, quite honestly, she said, I haven't done any deals this year and I'm supplementing my income. I have to make my rent and, and all that. So um, not to say that there's anything wrong with that. And it's totally uh, fine and, and noble to to realize that you, you're not, you're making it in this industry and you need to supplement your income. But it just, this story just, I bring it up because it serves as a reminder to, I guess the general public to just, you know, do your due diligence on your real estate agents and your investments because they're not all built the same, right? And this this girl, I mean, nice as she is, she is not working in real estate day to day. She is serving coffee. And so um, how close to the industry is she really? You know, is, is her finger on the pulse um, of, of what's happening in the industry? How, and, and how can it be if she's not doing this full time? A lot of part time agents. And all I'm saying is just be careful. Work with someone that you know is proven and has experience. That's all. So over my career, my main objective is always prioritizing my clients' long-term success, right? One notable example is when I assisted a client, basically purchased a building on uh, downtown Toronto on Queen West. I was deeply involved in every step of the process, even before we put the offer. I went to the city, discussed zoning and bylaws, allowable uses. Um, and then, you know, after we secured the property, you know, I put them in touch with an architect to start doing some draft drawings. Uh, that we were we needed for permitting process. So, you know, after that was done, I consulted on the layout, finishes, et cetera, et cetera, for them to know that their trust in me was well placed. The, this level of commitment isn't just about the present; it's about setting the stage for future successes. And I, I learned that early on in my career that, you know, a lot of these 
uh, clients, investors, even homeowners will and can be lifelong clients. But I, I like to refer to them as partners because, you know, when they make money, I make money and, and we sort of evolve um, that way. So, so success in the real estate game isn't over an overnight gig. It's often a journey marked by years of hard work and yes, numerous setbacks and failures. In my early years, my weekends were, weren't about leisure. They were about flipping houses, breaking down walls, carrying brick, and even getting taken for a ride by, by many contractors. I became an unintentional expert in things like drywall mud and uh, which screws to use and what kind of lumber is necessary for, for different reasons. So knowing more about the construction industry than I ever thought I would ever need to do in my lifetime. But I've now, after 20 years, or actually 21 years of being in this business, I've actually become a, an expert in all facets of real estate, including construction, right? My, while my friends were just enjoying their weekends, I was deep in the trenches learning the ins and outs of real estate world. It might not have been the most glamorous way to spend my time, but those experiences and failures taught me invaluable lessons that have shaped my career. The road to success is often paved with many challenges, but it's those very challenges that mold us into the experts we become. So moving on to the FAQ time of the episode, or as we affectionately call it, the fuck segment of the show. So let's get into the first question. And this question, I, I, I'm getting asked a lot now more than ever, and it is, are you investing currently? Actually, actually says, are you investing right now? Well, my response is this. While I am investing, I urge everyone to be cautious, especially if you have to borrow money in today's market. It's not the right time to rush into things. Let's face it, nobody has a crystal ball on where the economy is headed. There are those out there that, let's call them the real estate pumpers, okay, who are quick to declare the end of the slowdown. But I see through the hype. In this business, I firmly believe in putting my clients first. And, and for that reason, I digest a lot of social media content. And what I've realized is that most or 90% of the real estate agents out there are just regurgitating what someone else had posted. So the second something positive gets posted, it sort of uh, takes on a life of its own. I firmly believe in putting the clients first. It's about their success, not my sales numbers. So if they buy an investment and they ultimately fail due to lack of guidance, then I, I take personal responsibility. When you're genuinely dedicated to your client's well-being, it's a partnership that benefits everyone involved. So just be cautious about who you work with. Choose someone that truly has your best interests at heart, not just their own financial gains or sales numbers. So next question, should anyone be buying today? Yes and no. Let me explain. Many individuals find themselves at a crossroads where their family is growing and in need of a suitable home. Now, let me clarify. There's a distinct difference between investors and end users. For end users, it's a lifestyle necessity. 
It's about advancing your quality of life, embracing the next chapter, and creating a nurturing environment for your family and all those you know great things that come with it. So I would say if you need a house, buy a house, provided that the house that you find suits your needs and you can afford it. If you're looking for an investment property, I would say be cautious and patient. It usually pays off. When it comes to my investor clients, my advice more often than not is just to wait. Unless, of course, they stumble upon a deal that seems almost too good to be true. But in the current market climate, exercising patience can be a very powerful strategy. I would just be very cautious in this environment and at least you know for the rest of the year. Nothing's going to happen between now and New Year's and even first couple of weeks of January. So that, that's all I have to say about that, but I would just be cautious. Brings me to the third question. Where are the opportunities in today's market? Great question. So the current real estate landscape demands a different approach, especially with higher interest rates we're facing. In this environment, I would say putting down at least 50% cash is often the only way to ensure a sensible investment. So, and allowing, you know, cash flow to be cash flow positive, right? But by the same token, being cash flow negative isn't always a deal breaker. If the shortfall is manageable, say a couple hundred dollars a month, um, you could withstand that for you know a, a period of time. Understanding that this situation is temporary and can make a viable investment in the long run. So, and this is temporary, by the way. Like that, this what we're going through right now is temporary. All things come to an end, and this too shall pass. So. Every market, no matter how challenging, offers its unique set of opportunities. Take condos, for example. Condos won't cash flow without a substantial 40 to 50% down payment at today's interest rates. Why? Well, first of all, the rent, although they have gone up, they won't cover the mortgage amount with, you know, 5, 10, or even 20% down. Couple that with the fact that you have to pay a maintenance fee and your property taxes. So I have clients right now that are underwater uh, anywhere from $700 a month to you know a couple hundred dollars a month uh, on the low end and, and, and I would say $700-$800 on the high end. And that's every month. So you know you can sustain that. You can you know keep pumping money into the property, but only for so long. And then they're going to come to a point where the rent has to go up or the refinance has to happen or you're selling the property at that point. So so having said that, if you do have a significant down payment, fantastic opportunities may emerge towards the end of the year and into the new year um, just after um, the holidays. So, And I have a bunch of um, investor clients that uh, we are in talks now to pool some money and, and get, get some properties because they are at a discount. And you know, with negotiating, we can actually get them down even further. So um, which is a great buying opportunity. And my clients are saying, look, if we can pool it with three or four guys, put the money in, rent it uh, as is right now, and then we'll refinance it when the rates go down. That, that's a great strategy. And they're getting the property at a discount. So uh, these are all talks in the works right now, but um, it's a great, great time and great opportunity. And I think it, it, the opportunity is going to be a very short window we're going to have the ultimate buying time. But of course, we won't know it's the ultimate buying time until hindsight takes over and we kind of look back on it and say, wait, 
we should have bought six months ago because now the market's taken off. So my, currently my focus and recommendations lie in the triplexes, the fourplexes, particularly conversions, right? The rents for these units are high and they are on the rise. And if you're converting a single family home into a plex of some sort, you're likely doing some construction work and modernizing the units to maximize the rent potential. One intriguing aspect I've observed is people are willing to pay extra for a modern updated living spaces in a city where even average clean basement apartments are fetching 2000 plus per month. Having a renovated kitchen and bath in the same basement can command rents as high as $2,500 a month. So it's a testament to the power of a well-maintained modern property in today's market, right? And so I hope I've answered all of those questions. So switching gears now, I just want to talk a little bit about the economy and the economic factors that kind of dictate what's going to happen in the real estate market. The current economic landscaping is intriguing and dynamic, especially in we're nearing the um, end of November 2023, holding steady around 3 to 4%. And the employment numbers are very robust. The streets are buzzing with activity. Just, just try pulling out of Yorkdale on a Saturday afternoon. You'll be stuck there for 30 minutes trying to get out of the parking lot. And people have jobs, good paying jobs at that. And they're not shy about spending their money. Restaurants, go try to book a restaurant in advance in, in, in the heart of the city. You're going to be booking this restaurant two or three weeks in advance to get a, get a seat on a Saturday night. Restaurants are booked weeks in advance. I don't know. When I look around, and I've had this conversation with many colleagues, friends, everywhere you go, it is just busy. The streets are busy, the restaurants are busy, the malls are busy, people are shopping. I don't see a downturn. I just don't see it. And for that reason, I think people will continue paying the prices and inflation will, like as they say, as the economists say, will be sticky. You know, this boom does have its casualties, primarily hitting the low income earners who feel the pinch at the grocery stores, the gas pumps, and rising rental rates. It's a complex scenario where economic growth coexists with challenges for many. As for real estate, I always bring it back to real estate because that's what we're talking about and that's what we're all tuned in for. But I've been closely monitoring the situation. Prices have softened a bit. And my anticipation is that they'll continue to do so in certain pockets of the city. The interest rate hikes are bound to influence home prices. And we're starting to see that now as we get towards, you know, the end of the year, the last month and a half. The notion that prices will remain elevated as they are seems improbable. I've been exploring opportunities even beyond our borders, like Florida, for example. The market there too is experiencing a significant shift post-COVID with condos that used to sit on the market for months. Now they're selling within weeks. It's a market that is both exhilarating and unpredictable. Who knows what the rest of the year holds, but one thing's for sure, the real estate landscape is changing. And as always, adaptability is always key.
So I want to end this podcast. I, I heard a quote. It's a very short, simple quote, but I love it. And it says, the best investment on earth is earth. And that's by Lewis Glickman. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of Happily Ever Investor podcast is in the books. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you found value in what we discussed and want to dive deeper into the world of real estate investing, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care, keep those investment dreams alive, and let's catch up again soon. Happy investing.